2: Welcome. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host Edward Brown, along with my co-host Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And in, in honor of the fact that the uh, uh, Nuggets just won the NBA Finals, uh, we will have tri- the trivia theme will be the NBA Finals. Which, by the way, if you guys remember, I predicted the Nuggets in five and. Uh, how many games did it go? Five. Five. Then I also predicted that when the live tour came out, I said, yeah, at some point they're just they're, the, M, the, the uh, PGA can't shun them too much. They're going to have to merge. What happened this last week?
3: Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> some bad news. I, I think that that's, that's going to very much hurt golf to, in total, maybe forever.
2: Really? Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in the uh, next segment. In the meantime, okay. I think I'll take a trip to Vegas uh, since I'm on a roll here. Um, let's see. When we come back, obviously, we'll talk about the NBA Finals. And uh, I want to get your take on where you think Joker, Joker the Joker, just call him Joker, uh, will uh, end up in, um, you know, best centers of all time. I'd like to get your your uh, your thought on that. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh so, Jake, I think we mentioned this maybe last time, Jacob deGrom was placed on a 15-day injured list. He had signed a five-year, $185 million contract at age 34. Holy smokes, that's like Nolan Ryan type uh, you know, situation where you get a guy who's getting kind of older and you still sign him. I mean, he's a pitcher, five years at age 34 okay well i'm these glad guys the have... giants
3: didn't get stuck with that so
2: yeah that's that's a good thing all right this segment of sports econ 101 is sponsored by pacific private money still providing mortgage investments yielding over seven percent secured by real estate check them out at pacificprivatemoney.com stay with us you're listening to sports econ 101 don't touch that dial
4: is here to fill a void we all long for. The Sound of the Police. Live. To all the out there. This San Francisco Bay Area band has quickly made a buzz, wowing audiences at the hottest area nightclubs and events around the Bay. Stumb. Having even been blessed by a sit-in performance by police founder, drummer Stuart Copeland, this trio of gifted musicians have established themselves as the premier police experience. Stung. Stung remain dedicated to bringing back that authentic sound that audiences have missed for so long. The sound of the early, the original, the police. So come and see for yourself. Come and get Stung. May 6th in Antioch and June 16th in Walnut Creek. Go to StungLive.com for details.
0: Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund.
4: Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market.
0: You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Transcendence Theatre Company, Wine Country's premier entertainment experience invites you to the first show of the 2023 summer season, The Beat Goes On, June 16th through July 2nd. Celebrate the grooviest, hippest, and most rockin' songs of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. The Beat Goes On brings you the hits of the Beatles and the Stones, Donna Summer, Prince, Madonna, and more. Whether this cool collection of song and dance brings back memories or creates brand new ones, you're sure to love every beat. Transcendence's The Beat Goes On, June 16th through July 2nd, under the stars at Bellos Cavalos Ranch. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Welcome back to
2: Sports ecom 101. I'm Edward Brown, along with Russell Jackman. All right, Russell, where do you want to start off? NBA well, Finals?
3: I, I will start off with, you know, you know me and pro wrestling. That, oh, yes. That's okay. the, the thing that, that makes me who I am and why I got on the show in the first place. Well, one of the most legendary names in professional wrestling died over the, the weekend. And that even you know who this guy is. And that is the man known as the Iron Sheik.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Holy smokes, you know what? All these older guys, are they're just
3: yeah they're dying now. Well, he was 81. He was okay. 81, which in wrestling years is like being 400 years old. Because, like, you yeah. know, wrestlers die so young that when you're in, if you can make it to 80 years old in wrestling terms, you've really beaten the odds. And um, if I
2: remember correctly, didn't he? Uh, come out at a time when you know there was all of this uh uh tension between uh the U.S. and the oh, Middle yes, East. okay, oh, and yes. that's you kind want... of the reason why he took on that persona.
3: Well, the reason why you really know the Iron Sheik is that he was the WWF champion when a certain guy by the name of Hulk Hogan that's right, his shoulders um in January of 1983 and became WWF champion. And so he was the he was the guy, the transition guy for Hulk Hogan to beat from Bob Backlund. Bob, Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund, was champion for 21 days. Huh. And then Hulk Hogan became pinned him and became champion.
2: How big how big I, I'm trying to remember how big the Iron Sheik was.
3: He was pretty big. He was like about uh 260, 250, okay. 260. And he, he was a former Olympic athlete. Oh. He had, he had competed in the Olympics in, in, in wrestling for Iran. And he was actually oh. the Shah's bodyguard, personal bodyguard. And um, he, uh, he was really the face of like evil foreign yeah. wrestlers. He and his quote unquote pal, who was his friend, um, Nikolai Volkov was oh, russian yeah. yeah it was although he wasn't from russia but he uh you know he that that was when character-based wrestling was really you know hot and he yeah. fought sergeant slaughter uh uh the uh-huh. fought sergeant slaughter in, in what was called a boot camp match where you know they were allowed to bring any kind of like uh uh, uh foreign uh, object accessories. yeah foreign objects <laughs> you know sergeant slaughter wore an army helmet and had a riding crop and 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 these steel-toed boots, and meanwhile the iron cheek had his loaded boot with the the curly toes on them, and 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 he had his uh, he had a, a, a flag pole with the uh, 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 the a picture of uh, Ayatollah Khomeini on it, he Sergeant slaughter with. I mean, it, yeah, you like about it, more, but, you know. I, I'm telling you, in 1984, people took that very very seriously well, sure
2: i mean well look at it that was just five years after Iran, you know yes over the embassy and it was just a couple of years after uh you know they got freed but was it the great mustafa he was the one who used to uh tap his toe to get the whatever object to
3: the yeah target. and then the iron seek right. adopted that he okay. you know he, he went and used the loaded boot concept and yeah. and uh <laughs> you know it just. He was, he was uh, 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 really <laughs> a super hated enemy yeah. of, of everyone that loved America. But then yeah. a few years later, he and uh, a guy named Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was supposedly, yeah. you know, Mr. USA, he used to run around with a two by four and used to shout USA, USA. He and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got busted on I-5 in California Um Smoking weed and doing cocaine in the car as they were driving up, and it really was kind of the end of kayfabe, the 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 expression that wrestlers use to explain to say that it's all you know work, but you pretend that it's not a work. You know that was uh, that, that was kayfabe, but you had you had like the guy who is the most USA type dude driving in the same car with the Iron Sheik up the five. <laughs> Fucking joints and doing coke. <laughs> well, or, or
2: what used to crack me up was again, you know, I used to be uh, really into big time wrestling when it was in the uh, late 60s. And, you know, you'd see these guys, you know, do certain things like, again, the great Mustafa, you know, tapping his toe. And everybody knew in the audience what was going on. And, and the, uh, you know, it was like a tag team match, and and the referee would be taken away, you know, by one of the other by, by the the guy's partner, and
3: uh, you know the, the
4: audience is yelling to the referee, look, look, look! Yeah. And, you know,
3: <laughs> that's kayfabe. That's gay yeah. you know, Yeah, even though it's real, even though in the back of your mind you knew it wasn't. Yeah, you know, you just the suspension of disbelief and the and the, the the at least while you're watching wrestling, feeling that it's actually real and. You know, but once the Iron Sheik and 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 Hacksaw Jim Dungan were national news for getting busted, it was it was kind of the It started rolling kayfabe down the road of of dying. And and how did you pronounce that kayfabe? Kayfabe, K A Y F A B E kayfabe that's kind of um, interesting of carney speak it's, it's, oh gotcha
2: okay well I, got, I gotta say though that when um i don't know i can't remember if it was you know uh, Hart, jimmy hart or one of those guys um uh, sometime in the 80s i think it was wasn't it when suddenly these guys became extremely athletic and it wasn't just about regular punching there was uh, a lot of acrobatic type stuff
3: yeah, it it was in like the the mid 80s when you had yeah, yeah. you know steroids was a big thing and oh, yeah. guys were getting really pumped up and they could start picking people up and throwing them around like rag dolls and and uh, you know that 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 made wrestling a lot more believable than just watching guys punch and, and choke each other which you True. know was just slow and and plodding you know certain guys like Bret Hart yeah. And, yeah. and uh, Shawn Michaels yeah, yeah. And, and the British Bulldogs and <laughs> a bunch of other guys started really kicking up the athleticism. Well, the it athleticism.
2: Was, it, it, I remember like watching guys get on the top turnbuckle backwards and do a flip to land on yes. their. Uh, it's called a
3: moonsault. It's called a moonsault. Moonsault. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Anyone that thinks wrestling is fake, and, and it is totally bogus I would like for anyone who says that to climb up to the top rope yeah and just just look down I'm not even telling yeah. you to jump off of it I'm just saying, look down from the top rope and think about jumping off of it. Yeah. And you'll be scared as hell. And you'll say, sure. I am not doing that. It's, well, and,
2: and we know that, you know, I mean, you can tell that the floor is uh, got some give to it, but still, no, you're, you're right. I mean, it doesn't have rough. as much
3: give as you think it has uh, being, having been <laughs> yeah. body slammed many times, I can tell you that the floor, that the, the, the mat is not like a giant trampoline and and you don't yeah, feel oh, no like no it. no you can tell us
2: it, it that, you been body cool. slam that many times is that where your head is the shape it is
3: yes yes <laughs> it is and that's why you know my my uh shoulders don't work perfectly and why you know yeah although the worst the worst fall i ever took despite all the body slams and all that was taking out the garbage in the rain over at my house and falling down my steps so that that, that I, yeah. I, it's ironic that all the things that happened to me in the r- ring never hurt me as much as, as as taking the garbage out. Well,
2: that's because you're 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 you weren't prepared for
3: it. It gets it's absolutely true. Yeah, the I mean, that just boom, it. Is a lot harder to take than a fall that you know that's coming. Yeah, that's, exactly.
2: That. Prepare your body for it. But okay, anyway,
3: you-, you know, uh, peace <laughs> home to uh, the Iron Sheik it was a big. Back there, he was a big he was also a star on the howard stern show really yeah they, okay. he, he sort of had this collection of of freaks a menagerie of freaks that he had you know in this collection and and iron cheek just happened to be one of them too interesting so gave him <laughs> okay. a second career in a way so all right are
2: you ready for we're going to cut to our first commercial trivia question here are you ready yeah. uh, talk to the nba finals The Milwaukee Bucks went to their first NFL or NFL first final, excuse me, in franchise history in the 1970 71 season. They skunked the Baltimore Bullets, as they were known back then, four games to none. Who was the MVP of the series? That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackson. We finished we off like uh, this
3: one more time.
2: One more time. Well, it'll be one more time, one more time again. So so we just got finished talking some kind of fun wrestling stuff here. But uh, here's our trivia question. The Milwaukee Bucks went to their first finals in franchise history in the 1970-71 season. They skunked the Baltimore Bullets four games to none. Who was the MVP of the series? Was he Kareem
3: Abdul-Jabbar at that point? Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's funny.
2: We, we will accept the answer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He might have been Lew Alcindor uh, back then. And in fact, I, so I've, uh, um, uh, I've asked this trivia question before, and it's funny because Vern uh, did not know the answer to this one. Uh, what was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's given first name?
3: Oh, and it's not Lou. It's, it's not it's Lou. Like but that's what everyone Maurice guesses or something. It's like yeah. Maurice or something.
2: Uh, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. That's Ferdinand. right. Yeah, that's, a, a, that's kind of a tough one. Okay, so talking about um, the NBA Finals, which again, we you know, I, I, my prediction of five to one came true. Um, where Where do you think Joker is going to land? As uh, you know, assuming he kind of just stays the course, you know, healthy, et cetera. He, he's been in the league like eight years now. Where do you think he's going to rank as, as uh, you know one of the
3: greatest centers um, well his career still has a ways to go and what I was thinking about this morning actually before the show is that Denver can um, maybe run this table again they have yep. everybody coming back they don't have big salary cap issues they don't have you know any divas or anyone that's got any attitude problems they're they're a great team team. Yeah, well, Joker's a good passer. He doesn't, uh,
2: you know, he doesn't hog the ball. Yeah, he does especially what when he mean, knows he gets triple I mean,
3: teams. He can. He scored, you know, forty-one earlier in the series, and and yeah. all that stuff. He he has the capacity to take over and score, but he also has the capacity to to distribute the ball. Yeah. And the only thing he really can't do is block. You know, they really don't have what you would consider a classic shot blocker. Yeah, on that team. that's true. You know, they don't really have a great rim protector, but in this era, rim protection is not that valuable when you compare it to the ability to shoot threes, yeah, and mm-hmm. distribute the ball. And you know, I was listening to somebody another commentator said that Jokic to him it has the uh, he said he has the uh, 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 the ball handling of Magic Johnson. The low post scoring of Kareem and the yeah. uh, uh, distance shooting of Larry Bird. Yeah, uh, um, he also have he has a little bit of, of Dirk Bitsch. Nowitzki
2: in him too.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except he's a better low post scorer, not as great a three point shooter. Dirk usually yeah. looked to the three point shot as the majority of his scoring, whereas Jokic is a better low post scorer. And yeah. you know, shoots 60%, shot 62% from the field last year.
2: Well, Joker's got some, uh, he's got more mass than, uh, yeah. and he just, uh, he just
3: goes for the lower, lower shots, you know, the, the higher percentage shots, not so much the distance shots because he has a lot of guys on his team that shoot three point shots.
2: Yeah. Mike uh, Murray, uh, did, did a, did a great job, uh, um, uh, you know, as, as a, as a point guard. Um, I, I like this guy, Christian Brown, not because it's the same as my son's name. Of course, you know, and he pronounces it Brown, even though it's spelled Braun. Uh, But I, li- I like these guys who are just like really active all the time. You know, always trying to get a rebound. You, you know, a lot of times guys shoot, uh, someone shoots a three and everyone just starts running back. Uh, just assuming he's going to make it. And, and no, no, you got to get those rebounds.
3: Yeah. Well, he, he knows how to do that. You know, they have, good Role players in that. I mean, the only guy that I'm wondering about is Kyle Lowry and whether he's got enough in the tank to run it back again. He's oh, kind of right for, on the for, for Miami. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh yeah, the, uh, Miami, Miami, they were they had all the chance to win game five yeah. yesterday, they really did, and yeah. they kind of fell apart. You could just sort of see that they were just so exhausted that they couldn't keep. Pushing. Exactly.
2: I know Jimmy Butler, That He finally comes through. I, I like Jimmy because he's just, he's very even keeled, uh, but it was in the fourth quarter when we, we started to heat up, especially with the three pointers, but uh, you know, a little bit, uh, t- a little too, too much too
3: late. Yes, I, I think so. But they could, they could go back again. I mean, remember two years ago they were in the finals. They're yeah. in the finals again this, this year uh miami if they just add a couple maybe they need someone else to help bam out of buy. yeah exactly really i was just thinking that anyone else that they can help if they did <laughs> they might they might be right back there again next year
2: yeah
3: yeah so um that so the boss- worries, make the right choices and be back again next year too True. so so we'll see how that turns and, out. And then Boston, Denver, they, they get a little up.
2: streaky, but you know, Boston may be, be up there, too. Denver is right. going to be definitely
3: a, a force to reckon with in the NBA next year. They're not going uh, to pull a Toronto. They're who, not going to pull a Toronto and then just collapse right after they they win.
2: I'm sorry, who who has got a good run?
3: Uh, Denver. Could Denver have a, yeah, run. Oh, yeah, they're not yeah. going to be like Toronto and just be oh, yeah. right after they win a championship. Gotcha. So, you know
2: what's funny... I, why did they wait so long to put in DeAndre Jordan? I, I didn't I didn't even know he was on the team. I kept thinking him. I know,
3: I mean, because Jokic was just, he's, uh, you know, young, He has he's in shape, and he can play 35, 40 minutes a game. No, I know,
2: but when they took him out, I mean,
3: DeAndre Jordan
2: only played in game
3: five. I know. That's, that's, that's what rough. I was wondering, you know,
2: and I guess what, Tyler Hero for Miami was hurt. That's why they. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're right. I mean, if, as soon as uh, he gets uh, healthy, maybe um, uh, Miami will come come storming back. Hey, really quickly, just a uh, change before we have to go to go to a break here. Um, so the 2026 Super Bowl uh, looks like it's going to be at Levi Stadium, which uh, is interesting because yeah. it's an open air stadium versus a dome stadium. Um, kind of, you know, you never know how the weather is going to be in early February. Um I wonder if that's going to have much uh, impact. Because if I remember correctly, wasn't it uh, when the Giants and New England played that they decided, "Now let's play this back east in open air." I mean, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like—I mean, it's kind of neat the nostalgia of it, but you kind of want to see something like a complete level playing field. I mean, I know they're both teams are playing on the same conditions, but you don't want to have like conditions be a part of, um, you know, why a team wins
3: or loses. Well, I guess, you know, it's football. So you don't want to complain either that it's too difficult to play in the snow or the rain or whatever, you know, football's supposed to, you're doing that all season long. You're playing in the elements a yeah. lot of times, you know, not when you play dome teams where you go to San Diego or whatever or, yeah. you know, Los Angeles or, or Florida, yeah. but a lot of the times, you know, you do have to play outdoors and these guys have been playing outdoors since they were in college. So, you know, it's not the hardest thing I feel sometimes a little bit harder worse for the fans that are paying yeah. $4,500 <laughs> to sit in eight feet of snow.
2: And, yeah. well, that yeah, And then they're not really moving cool. around.
3: So yeah, they're the ones that get really cold. Deal. Yeah.
2: yeah. In fact, I, I remember hearing some story like they played uh, some game in Alaska, and it's like six people froze to death. You know, it's about yeah. No, years that,
3: that's when it gets a little bit out of out of control.
2: Exactly, but it's sort of like you know horse racing after a huge rain. Suddenly, it's like yeah, the, the playing field's a little bit different now because some horses run better in the rain. Yeah, you, you know yeah, well still, I, so but it's like... I, eh.
3: They just had another death over at um, uh, Golden Gate Fields. I didn't read about that. Another horse death. Yeah.
2: It's... What now? What is some? Is it because they're giving them drugs, or they're just? Um... I
3: don't know. I think there's something really wrong with the way they take care of their Absolutely. horses at Golden Gate Fields, and and I, with all the horse de- I'm I'm not a a horseback, uh You know, I'm not a, a racing enthusiast. I really, I personally. I think that no animals should be involved in sport. I really don't. I, yeah. I, re- I know that the they're, not, choo- they're not choosing
2: to do it. They're being. No, being they don't know what
3: they're doing. And I'd just rather see humans compete against humans or, you know, if we get down to it, robots against robots. But yeah. I, 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 I don't want. Well, we just had the uh, uh, BattleBots champion. Oh, yeah. That happened, but that, okay, that's no, you, what you what
2: about, asking. What about when the Greyhounds chase the, the fake rabbit? Hate it.
3: Is Hate that okay? It. Hate it. Hate greyhound yeah. racing. I hate it.
2: But but I mean, it's I mean, if there's no like steroids or something, and nobody's riding them like a horse.
3: Yeah, uh, but that's what they do. That's what they do to those poor dogs. What, what do they do? Uh, they they they've traumatized those dogs.
2: You mean by trying to chase a, a fake
3: rabbit? Well, no, the way the way they just treat them when they're not chasing the rabbit. In other words, the other you know ninety nine percent of the time they're in the care of these breeders, you know, oh. and, and, and racers, they're usually treated very poorly and they, they, they're only you know let out and 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 oh god yeah you know, no
2: i'm I'm against that too I don't yeah I don't like I don't like that. that I'd just rather
3: see human to be honest with you I'd rather know who the best human is in sport. And I don't really care who the best dog or the best horse yes. is. Yeah. And, and, and I
2: sometimes, you know, sometimes a jockey is, uh, you know, I mean, ver- versus the horses just running on their own. Uh, some of it is the uh, is the jockey. Hey, tell you what, we're going to our second commercial break here. We're talking about the NBA Finals. I asked this question once before now that I remember, now that I think about it. What New York Nick guard went 0 for 11 from three-point range during game seven of the 1994 NBA finals against the Rockets, greatly contributing to the Knicks loss.
3: That's I a great question. That.
2: Okay. Yes, Stay I with remember. us. Sports econ one one. Be right back. Don't touch that dial.
4: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmike.sanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmike.sanrafael.com and order your pizza.
6: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to tahoelakeshorelodge.com. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel, Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit sf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today.
2: Welcome back to SportyCon 101. Edward Brown and Russell Jackman here. Uh, second trivia question. What New York Knicks guard went 0 for 11 from three-point range during the Game 7, uh, excuse me, during the 1994 NBA Finals Game 7 against the Houston Rockets, greatly contributing to the Knicks' loss?
3: John Starks.
2: John Starks. Very good. You're, I think, and, and I think the next question, you'll also get, you're going to, you're going to be three for three there, my friend.
3: I know. Well, boost maybe, your ego. You know, as long as we're not talking baseball from the 1800s, I'm not so bad at my trivia. Speaking it's- of
2: baseball from the 1800s. No. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. The, I, I think I t- maybe told you the story about my uh, my mom's great uncle coming to visit us one time. And uh he had uh, this guy used to smoke cigars and uh, uh, and and eat Limburger cheese. I mean, it was the most disgusting wow. thing you've ever seen. But uh, anyway, he was an old guy, and this was back in the early '70s. And he had uh, he saw me looking, you know, at baseball cards and stuff. And he says, "Hey, hey!" Like he called me. A, hey. I only really met him like once, you know. He goes, "You like baseball?" I said, yeah, yeah, I love baseball. He goes, you know anything about old baseball? And I said, well, yeah, actually, I've got this book about some of the old players. He goes, you ever, you ever heard of Hans Wagner? And I said, you mean Hannes Wagner? He goes, yeah, we used to call him Hans. I go, what do you mean we used to call He goes, yeah, he grew up in Pitch Boy. He goes, we used to go watch the games and watch Hans play. Can you imagine watching Hannes Wagner play? I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because, like, I, I used to watch Willie Mays play, which is, you know, again, to me, the greatest baseball player I ever lived. But there's just something about, like, the most famous baseball card of all time, uh, you know, someone from that era, you know, who started, I think he started in, in like, 1898 or something and, uh, you know, become became, uh, um, you know, a Hall of Famer. Apparently, he's, oh, wow. his hands were so big that he when he used to throw the baseball from shortstop to first, a whole bunch of dirt would go with it. <laughs> yeah because you remember you know back in his day the gloves were not the same it was yeah. a, lot, a lot harder to uh to, to get a base and but yet the baseball was uh I, i'm trying to remember now if it was like 1920 oh yeah yeah because yeah. the dead ball era ended dead and,
3: ball era, yeah because yeah, they,
2: they, they changed and so the baseball really hasn't changed in uh you know in
5: 100 years
3: uh, uh except for like the of a the the uh, early nineties where it was juiced up again and everyone yeah. was bouncing those balls out of the park.
2: Now, what did they? Were they put uh, extra cork or something in the ball? Yeah, they put- and
3: then the humidifier. Remember, there was the big deal about them putting the balls
4: oh, in the
3: humidifier yeah. or not. You know, if they wanted the balls to 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 be uh, uh, wet and soggy and 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 not carry very well, they would. Uh, uh uh put them in the humidifier for a yeah. while and then you know if they dried out the balls the balls would get hard sure. and, and and then they they fly much faster well for, they say
2: chicks dig the long ball right
3: <laughs> i guess to a point but you know it, it i'll i'll uh i'll paraphrase also from alice cooper who said if everything shouts nothing does And if you have nothing but home runs, yeah, where the excitement goes away because you're you're not you're just (coughs) seeing all the time. You can't sit there and watch fireworks for ten hours, you know, in a row. Uh, You got to have some different types of plays going in baseball, or it becomes monotonous when you have guys just swinging for the fences.
2: Well, and there was a time when uh, people guys were not stealing. You know, after Ricky Henderson days and all that, they, right. they had to change yeah. the size
3: of the base and, and change the rules a little bit on you know how many times the pitchers can throw back to towards yeah. uh a oh, first, base, first base, second yeah. base to keep to help make that happen. We are seeing more bases getting stolen now, so that's okay. that's more exciting.
2: Yes, yeah, it is more exciting. Hey, I want to uh, shift over here to uh, golf. We don't talk about much, oh. much, much golf, so you know, when this whole live tour came out, um, I said, you know, at some point the PGA is going to want to merge with them. And sure enough, that, that happened. So you've got these guys like Mickelson who made hundreds of millions of dollars to join. Now that they're merging, it's like, you know, I mean, Tiger Woods gave up 750 million that he would have made had he decided to join the live tour. So now that they're merging uh, these guys, I, I just can't imagine them getting paid as much.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my concern over their paycheck is almost zero. You know what I? What really bothers me is Saudi Arabia taking such a large. You know, first of all, Saudi Arabia wins. That, that let's let's just yeah let's just point that out. Yes, they do. Whatever the result is, Saudi Arabia is the one that comes out the big winner. They're the ones that that, you know, stood up to the PGA, they did what they wanted to, they got all the publicity, they made the PGA have to make this merge, and now the PGA basically has 9-11 blood on their hands. I mean, you had the PGA commissioner, you know, standing up and and jumping up and down and saying, oh, 9-11 was the worst thing that ever happened to the United States, and We can't, you know. I'm, I'm standing up for the United States, and what happened in 9/11, and then, you know, a couple <laughs> of years later, they're just turning around saying, "I'm going to," you know, all those gas prices that you love so much when they go up, and and it, I thought it was not such yeah. a coincidence that Saudi Arabia and the OPEC nations um said that they're cutting uh, uh production
2: right. yeah.
3: one million barrels a day. And all of our gas prices are gonna go up by about a dollar a gallon, you know, right as the uh, live tournament decided to merge.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah, they need the money to pay these golfers, right? I mean, it, if it disgusting,
3: if... me. it disgusts me. It disgusts me that a government is basically dictating what American sports does. And I, I think it's shameful. Hmm. I think it's 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 going to hurt. The PGA, well, here's what's going to happen. It will hurt the PGA over time as people with some integrity will say, I'm not going to watch a sport that's totally dominated by, you know, in the background by Saudi Arabia. And then after a year or so, they're going to forget that that happened. And it's just going to be business as usual.
2: Well, yeah, because people want to see, you know, the good golfers play. They're not really thinking about behind the scenes, Saudi Arabia. You know the thing it's, is, I know, I know. Like Osama bin Laden was from Saudi Arabia. I don't. What I don't know is how much Saudi Arabia as a country had to do with. I'm not denying. I'm just saying I, I just don't a know. Lot. A lot.
3: A lot. Okay. They had a lot to do with it. They financed it. They helped. Let they they uh, gave open you know shores to the uh to the people who planned it. They helped you know uh, okay. the government itself helps pay for the planning of 9-11. Uh, we uh, never punished Saudi Arabia for it. Instead, we decided it was a great idea to, to invade Iraq because of that. And gotcha. and because in Afghanistan, yeah. because yeah. of what Saudi Arabia did, thousands, thousands of Americans and hundreds of thousands of, of Afghanis had to die needlessly. Hmm. And uh, I'm never gonna I, I will never forgive Saudi Arabia. I will not watch any golf. But the fact that, that the PGA is the, you know, the label that they're going to use, people will buy it. I mean, it's like McDonald's. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a known brand. And Americans, if nothing else, are suckers for known brands. And, and so uh, it just really bothers me that Saudi Arabia got what they wanted out of this. It just shows well, that... And don't you like, mostly
2: blame the uh, PGA
3: Tour? I'm blaming America's love for money and just, yeah. you know, uh-huh. we, we will we will forgive anyone if they throw a big enough wall. Yeah, at they, they, they,
2: there you go. It's, and,
3: it and goes back to money talk. You know, talks. Here, you know we're, we're sorry we helped ki- destroy two of your most iconic buildings in the center of the largest city that you have in the United States. If we just, you know, pay your golfers a lot of money, you could just forget all that stuff. And it wow. just bothers me bothers yeah. me and I really am afraid that like things like the WWE and who knows the NFL and Major League Baseball and hockey and who knows oh, yeah. Whatever the Saudis want to get next we're just going to sit there and let them railroad us for money yeah it just bug, bugs me
2: well kind of China's sort of kind of been doing the same thing you know buying up our, our uh, yeah but they want to
3: buy up one of our major sports teams they don't want to buy up you know a league or something like that they do it, you know, you know, uh, uh, buildings or, 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 land. State or whatever. But I just, you know, when you buy up sports and you, 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 you start controlling them uh, for your own interest, you know, as a government, you know, it's not like, like yeah. it's just so there was, you know, a, a particular Saudi Arabian who had enough money to bought into the live tournament or buys in to the PGA. It's an entire government that is infiltrating. A sport of america and and influencing it and that just uh, if you're not concerned i'm wondering why you aren't concerned
2: yeah that the i mean sports is only so much of the entire world um you know economic out you know not just economic but why just, we're here? well i know <laughs> that's true that's true that's this is why we're here um so let, let's see. There's a few other things uh, to go over. Maybe uh, I think we already talked about Tom Brady uh, is going to be a minority stakeholder in the Raiders,
3: right? We did not. We did not.
2: Uh, uh, not, not today, to but I think we covered that a couple
3: weeks ago. Say again? You might, have to play, you might have to play quarterback to them. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there's still talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's foot not being 100%.
2: You know, I, as, as much as he was a, a good team player type thing, I am so glad we don't have him anymore. Oh, God, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. no, I'm done with that drama. Although the drama is not over, you know, uh, uh, the, whether Brock Purdy is going to be ready by Trey, the first Trey time, Lance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, does Trey Lance have anything in the tank at all after the Niners paid such a huge price for him? And, you know, is Sam Darnold, you know ready to take the helm if those two aren't ready to go and you know if so for how long and how good are we going to be yeah. we have Sam Darnold.
2: I, I like Sam Darnold you know uh i mean he's no Tom Brady but uh he he's, he, he can count. he can i think he can hold his own
3: for the third string quarterback for the forty mayers yeah, yeah. that's pr- he's probably the most talented third string quarterback Yeah. you know at least a guy that that has proven that he can run a team A little bit, you know. I mean, when you look at, like, you know, Josh Johnson and how incapable he was, like, even just walking forwards with his two feet, he looked totally incompetent when the Niners had to put him in in the NFC Championship game. And, again, I I can't really blame him much because he was put in probably the most awkward situation you can be put into, a third stringer that had no playing time having to... You got to figure, I
2: mean, you know... I don't know. The guys are supposed to be professional They're, They do practice with the team. It's not like they just sit in the stands the whole time watching and then go, okay, coach, put me in. But uh, Hey, tell you what, we're going to go to our third trivia question here. You ready? And you, and you better get this one. What all-star from the Cavaliers suffered a knee injury late in game one of the 2015 NBA finals that caused him to miss the rest of the series. I know, you know, the answer to this one. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. I'm cutting this off short because I've got a little bit more thoughts for the day than normal uh, when we come back, all right? Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
5: have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? It's probably not doing what you think it is. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density.
0: Call now.
1: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audio book? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing, to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you.
2: to sports econ 101 last time for today i'm edward brown your host along with russell jackman our third trivia question what all-star from the cleveland cavaliers suffered a knee injury late in game one of the 2015 nba finals that caused him to miss the rest of the series russell will you go three for three today
3: Kyrie irving
2: Kyrie irving that is correct he stepped on petulia zaza's foot i think if i remember correctly
3: oh yeah yeah that's right zaza who also helped uh uh Make uh, Kawhi Leonard's life difficult. Ah, uh, that was he was the guy that with it. Kawhi Leonard, when he was taking the shot, went up and down and landed on, on Zaza's foot. And they now have that rule that yes, have to let you know the guy, the, guy, land. the guy
2: land. That's right, that is the reason fact, that was
3: that was called last night on Denver, yes. yeah, with, you know, a critical point in the game yeah with uh, Jimmy
2: Butler kicking his foot out because it looked like maybe Aaron just kind of got a he moved his foot just a tad in there okay you're you ready for that guy
3: landing space.
2: the
3: ability to land and I think that's what caused that foul to be called
2: I, I think you're right uh, okay here's our long thoughts for the day
3: so three two, three, you got to remember today uh, I know
2: we'll, we'll uh, remind everyone of be. that okay two policemen called the station on their radio hello is this Sarge yeah we have a case here, Sarge. A woman has shot her husband dead for stepping on the floor she had just mopped. I, I, heard- I know. Hold oh, but- on, hold on. Let me finish this. Have you arrested? Have you arrested the woman? No, sir. What's the, the answer? The floor is still wet. Very good. Okay. And whenever I go to casinos, I always see the most ridiculous sign that says, "If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler." So I thought about it for a moment and dialed the number. And when they answered, I asked, I have an ace and a six. The dealer has a seven. What should I do? <laughs> hey, I hear, hold on. I hear snickering. You like that well, one, huh? That, that
3: one, that silly mouth. That's silly enough. That's silly enough
2: all right tune in next week to sports econ 101 we'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions thanks for listening on behalf of our team i'm your host edward brown we'll see you next week
3: adios